presented by Facebook. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Rogu Munavolin. It's Wednesday. After last night's election results, it might be time to adjust your expectations for November. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. For weeks, pundits have honed in on the special election in New York's 19th Congressional District as a national bellwether. The seat is a true toss-up, one of those rare districts won by Barack Obama in 2012, Donald Trump in 2016, and Joe Biden in 2020. And the national parties responded appropriately, sending in huge sums of money and organizational resources to win it. The race would offer a trial run of the party's general election messages. As Politico's Bill Mahoney writes, Democrat Pat Ryan's quote adds hammered on the need to elect a representative who would fight for abortion rights in the wake of the Supreme Court's June decision undoing Roe v. Wade, while Republican Mark Molinaro's campaign, quote, centered on crime and inflation. And last night, Ryan defeated Molinaro. Not only that, he overperformed Biden in 2020. As elections analyst Ryan Matsumoto noted last night on Twitter, quote, Democrats have now outperformed Biden's numbers in each of the four U.S. House special elections since the Dobbs decision in June. A win there by Democrats is the clearest evidence yet that the 2022 election is unlikely to turn out quite the way that conventional wisdom imagined less than a year ago, after Republican Glenn Youngkin rode a red wave into the Virginia governor's mansion. All right, that doesn't necessarily mean that Dems will hold the House and the Senate, nor does it mean that Republicans will be in the minority come 2023. But as Politico Zach Montalero writes, quote, Ryan's victory in the marginal swing district suggests that Democrats have at least a chance of bucking both traditional midterm losses for the party that controls the White House and an economy that many voters say they still believe is headed in the wrong direction. Right, Politico's David Siders, Gary Finout, and Matt Dixon, quote, It can be tempting to read too much into special elections. They're not always predictive of results in the fall, and Republicans this year have overperformed in some places, too. The GOP won a South Texas House seat that had been held by a Democrat, but that was before Roe shook the political landscape. Food for thought per Dave Wasserman, quote, Lots of focus on Dems being more engaged, energetic post-Dobbs, which is undeniably true. But to me, the GOP Trump base appears less engaged than it was last November, which is just as big a part of the story. Representative Jerry Nadler defeated Representative Carolyn Maloney in a messy Manhattan matchup, that is a movie title waiting to happen, of the two longtime Democratic colleagues, House Committee chairs and friends. Representative Sean Patrick Maloney defeated progressive primary challenger State Senator Alessandra Biaggi by more than 20 points. Politico New York's Anna Gronewald writes that the Maloney's victory is, quote, a blow to the left, which has criticized Maloney's actions as Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee chair, while the party prepares for a bitter fight for control of the House this fall. His win is also a flex of strength for the establishment wing of the party that lined up to back him. Meanwhile, in Florida... Representative Charlie Crist defeated State Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Fried to win the Democratic Party's nomination to take on Governor Ron DeSantis in November. Crist painted himself as a unifier, ready to take on and defeat DeSantis in the general election. As Politico's Matt Dixon and Gary Finout note, Crist will, quote, face a challenging task in defeating DeSantis, who had no real primary foe, and is sitting on more than $130 million between his campaign and an aligned political committee. Speaking of Governor DeSantis, most DeSantis-endorsed school board candidates won their Florida primaries. And one more note from Gary Finout, quote, Maxwell Alejandro Frost, a 25-year-old Generation Z activist and occasional Uber driver supported by progressives, won a contentious primary in Florida's 10th Congressional District, defeating State Senator Randolph Bracey and former Representatives Corrine Brown and Alan Grayson. You can catch a more in-depth breakdown of each of those races in today's playbook at politico.com playbook. 
Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 10 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will depart Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, to head back to the White House, where he's scheduled to arrive at 10.55. Vice President Kamala Harris has nothing on her public schedule. Press Secretary Queen Jean-Pierre will brief at 3 p.m. The Senate and the House are out today. All right, for more news, we'll be breaking in D.C. right now. Subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghub Munavalan. Have a good Wednesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Facebook is taking action to keep its platform safe. Their safety and security teams are over 40,000 strong. That's more than the size of the FBI. All for more meaningful connections. Learn more about the work ahead at facebook.com forward slash action.